0: Welcome to the Dear Romance Podcast, where we're going to be chatting through all things weddings and planning and organizing your dream wedding day. My name is Amy, and my aim and mission is to create a stress-free guide for you to plan your dream day so you can experience the fun, joy, and excitement of wedding planning. I promise you, wedding planning is super fun and enjoyable, but I know it can get stressful really fast. I'm here to help you avoid the overwhelm and the stress. Thank you so much for having me in your ears. I'm so grateful that you're here. It's going to be so much fun, so let's dive in. Hey guys, just really quickly before we jump into today's episode, um, while editing this I noticed that you can hear like a faint buzz and random talking and stuff in the background and I realized that um, my robot vacuum cleaner was going while I was recording, so stupid me note to self for next time do not have the vacuum cleaner going at the same time um it was too late to edit it out it was or it was too hard I would have no idea how to do it it was too late to re-record so um you're welcome hopefully the final sounding it sounds all right um and you can understand me I think there's a special like little master magic master button thing that I can do right before I upload it so hopefully that takes care of it um but yeah just quick note sorry about the buzzing in the background. Stupid me, no more robot vacuum cleaner. Here you go. Hello guys, welcome to a new episode of the Dear Romance podcast. Uh, It's just me this week, not as fun and exciting as last week's chat with Nat and Kira, but Still very informative, I hope. So let's dive right in. Today I'm going to be talking about budgets. We talked about budgets a lot last week in our um, episode with why you need to be across all your money, why you need to sit down and plan and decide on uh, how much you've got to spend, how much you can afford to spend right before you even look at venues and vendors and dresses and all that stuff. Because if your money is not, if your money sitch is not tight, you're not across at all then you are going to really struggle with planning as a whole. And nine times out of 10, you're going to blow your budget out. That's just a fact right there. If you're not across it, if you, in your normal day-to-day life, you either are not the money the money person in your, in your relationship, you don't pay the bills, you don't look at it, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and you kind of just bury the head in the sand with money. I used to be like that. So I feel you. Don't, stress too much if we're like that we're like that some people just don't like money and dealing with it and all that which is totally fine but if this is you and you are not across what things cost or what you can actually afford to spend and how much money you're going to have by your date because obviously depending on when you set your date you've got a certain amount of time to save as well and what you can afford to save between now and then depending on your life circumstances and your situation whether you're both working you've got kids whatever if you are not across this, you will struggle basically. You know, as we mentioned last week, I've heard and I've talked to couples as well as Kira and Nat that they, they have as well. They put aside a budget. They say, okay, I want to spend twenty five grand on a wedding. Again, totally fine. Whatever you want to spend on your day is whatever you want to spend. There's no judgment here. You can spend $25,000. You can spend $80,000. It's completely up to you because it's your day. And you want it to look how perfect you want it to look. So if you find, you set your budget, twenty five grand, and then you go, I want a three-course sit-down meal with 80 people in this venue, you are quite possibly looking at spending, depending on the venue and depending on your circumstances and all that, you are quite likely looking at already blowing out your budget. Well, you've already spent probably close to the $25,000 already on food, beverage, and a venue hire. There's three elements of your day. If you want to avoid a situation like this, then you need to be across your budget. Truth bomb right there for you. If if you're not across the money, then you're going to blow it out. And like Nat said last week, you're going to have a great wedding day no matter how much you spend, but you do not want to overspend on your wedding budget and what you can afford only to have that one blowout, but to that means your life following your wedding, your one day, you'll be in a constant state of stress because there are certain things you can't afford and there are certain things you can't do and your lifestyle takes a hit after your one wedding day because you've overspent and you've used money for your wedding day that you were going to use for future holidays or future house renovations or um, it's emergency money that you've put aside for your car if something happens and if you dip into that and you use that on your wedding day, then that money's gone. It's not there anymore. And I, depending on your situation, it might take a little bit to make that back. And then if something happens in the meantime to your car or you need the dentist or such and such or whatever it is, and that money's not there, then your stress levels are just going to rise even more because your buffer before your emergency stash is no longer there. Weddings are expensive. Well, they are expensive. Are as expensive or as cheap as you make them. It, it's entirely dependent on what you want your wedding day to look like. There are ways to plan an affordable wedding. It doesn't have to be expensive if you don't want to. There are definitely ways that you can get certain things cheaper if you don't. If you're not fussed about your dress, you don't have to buy a specific wedding dress, say. But again, you just need to be across your wedding budget. And I know that's stressful, and it's, it can be really overwhelming about to create a wedding budget, let alone stick to it. Uh, Talking through your money situations and your dreams for your wedding day are going to help you figure out your financial position before you jump into planning your dream day. So let's start with a few tips first. I talk about, I think you'll find as you listen to podcast episodes previously released or ones coming up, the things that I talk about are going to be mentioned again and again and again because these are the tips and tricks and advice that I give all my couples and the tips and tricks and advice that you need to know about planning a wedding day. So it may seem that I go on and on and on about certain things, um, but there's a reason for it. It's because I stand by these actions or steps or whatever you like to call them in your wedding planning to make sure that you don't blow your budget and you still get the dream day that you want, that you can afford and that you enjoy and you have fun planning. So as always, set your non-negotiables for the day. Figure out what is the most important to you as a couple and let the priorities guide your budget planning. There's got to be compromise and there'll be understanding needed if you don't agree on certain things. But this is one of the biggest things that I recommend to do first is establish what you both find most important on the day so that you can put more money into those and then drop the money from other places. So, you know, if you want to prioritize food and beverage, then cool. You want your guests to have a beautiful time, eat beautiful food and drink amazing drink. Don't buy favors. Don't put the whole bonbon Don't do that. You can save a lot of money if you just drop them completely. And then you can funnel more money into your food and drink options. Do your research. If you have particular vendors or a date in mind, you need to contact those people first to figure out your costs. That, this next step will also help determine your budget because once you've done the priorities and then you've got the most important in there, you can rejig your budget depending on what their costs are. But you've obviously got to be realistic that if their costs or what they charge is out of your budget, then you probably need to keep looking. Unless you're willing to forego something else or make the budget reductions in other places, if a vendor that you contact is out of your budget, you need to be realistic about what you can actually afford and if you can afford them. And if not, then you need to start back at square one, the drawing board. Because what you want to do is make sure that what you want fits into your budget to help with an accurate estimate of your day. So you've got to have your non-negotiables and then you've got to contact the vendors to get a price and to do some research on if what you are after is gonna fit into your budget and if you can make it work because if not we start again we look for other vendors and there are plenty of vendors that offer a great range of prices it's all about who you vibe with and how you feel about their services and their packages and their work depending on what it is flowers, photography, videography, etc. It's all got to kind of match up and it's all got to obviously fit together like a puzzle, but there's gonna be some give and take and certain Pieces aren't going to fit properly, so you're going to have to rethink what pieces you are going to be adding to that puzzle. And you really need to sit down and talk to your partner about what you can realistically afford. So you need to figure out the exact financial position you're going to be in ahead of locking in all your vendors and paying deposits, because obviously all vendors are going to take a deposit to make sure that their date is locked in, their date is locked, your date, sorry, is locked in for them and they are booked, so there's a lot of money changing hands up front if you add all the deposits together at the beginning of your your wedding planning. So you just need to be realistic and and make sure that you're across what your financial position looks like so that you're not caught out. A huge, huge hot tip would be to record every single spend that you make. I would highly, highly, highly recommend creating a wedding budget spreadsheet or making sure you use a wedding budget spreadsheet. Um, I offer one on my website. It's part of my budget bundle uh, I think it's $20, it's got a full, um, it's got all the formulas and stuff in the background so it can help you set. it, has got uh, the guide that comes with it uh, spells out two different ways you could set your budget, so it literally goes through step by step how to decide on your budget and how you want it to work and how to split your costs and stuff like that, so... Yeah, I would highly recommend you do that. That tracks all your deposits, how much you owe, how much you're spending, etc., etc. And just track every single spend, even if it's down to like the shoes for your flower girl or your lingerie or something like that. Like just track every single dollar that you're spending. Keep your receipts, save them somewhere, put them into the spreadsheet, just so you are fully across every single dollar that is leaving your account that has something to do with your budget. I feel like it will help. In some way, it will help keep your stress away because you're going to be across it completely. Yes, it might make you feel a little bit overwhelmed about how much money you are spending or how much money you still have to pay. But I think having the picture in front of you, the spreadsheet in front of you to show you exactly what it is dollar for dollar going into your wedding, it will help and it will make sure that you have full visibility of it so you're not in the dark about anything because... That's the worst place to be. You don't want to be in the dark about it. So they're my three tips to start off when you plan your budget, when you start to put your budget together. That way you can know the balance of your bank account and what's coming up and how much you can realistically afford and spend and save in the lead up to your wedding day and what needs to be paid when and etc. etc. So that's how you set it up, how you start with your wedding planning budget, how to get an idea of costs, do your research. Research, research, research and obviously reach out to professionals, wedding planners as such, if you do need help trying to find vendors that come or fall within your budget range. You know, like you could find that you've reached out to three or four photographers and none of them are in your budget, they're all too expensive for you and then you start to feel overwhelmed and stressed. Like us as wedding planners, we know vendors, we can do your research, this is what we do. A few of us do have, you know, like one-on-one sessions, one-off sessions where we can sit down and. like it's one I offer we can sit down and and go through what vendors you're struggling with and what your budget is and what you want from your vendor from the specific vendor you know like if you're looking at florists we need to know what exactly you're after etc etc and then I can go away and do that vendor research for you and put those quotes together that's kind of something I offer as well so if you are struggling highly 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 recommend talking to a professional because we know what we're doing we've done it before we do it all the time for other people And we also know the connections, we know the vendors, and we know who does a good job and maybe has flexibility in their package pricing or something like that, that is going to fit into your budget. So there's a hot tip for you. Second part of this episode about budgets is going to be how to stick to your budget. So we talked about how to establish it, hot tips on how to track it, uh, where to go if you need budget help, and obviously she used professionals. But like I said in the beginning, it is very, very easy to blow out your budget when you're planning a wedding. I think, I don't even know what the stat is, but I've read somewhere it's like 80 to 90% of couples will spend more than they originally budgeted on their wedding day. You don't want that to be you and you want, you, you've come up with your figure in mind because that is what you can afford and that is what you want to spend. Then we don't want to be going over that. We want to be able to get as close or under as possible to make sure that that figure that you've come up with, so it's 30 grand, You've set that figure because you know realistically that's what you can save or that's the amount of money you're going to have by the day so you can stagger your payments etc. You don't want to be blowing that out by 5, 10, 15k. Like that's just going to stress you out even more. There are ways you can definitely come in under or stick to your budget. So here's a few tips and tricks that I've learned in my time in the wedding industry and working with wedding vendors and working with couples. A few quite big things that can control how much you spend on your budget and whether it's a, and whether it can help you stick to your wedding budget. So firstly, be realistic about your guest count. Hard truth, more guests equal more money. It's just common knowledge. Depending on your venue and their inclusions, so that would depend on the number of courses, beverages, dessert, if it's sit-down, if it's cocktail, if it's canapes, whatever, you can expect to pay from anywhere from 120 to 200 dollars per guest based that's kind of based on a sit-down meal but it's really dependent and really dependent on the um on the venue and your food choices etc etc easy weddings which is an east coast wedding vendor site they put the average cost per head at 144 dollars that's australia wide though that's not perth wise the fastest way to cut your budget down is to cut your guest list down so if you're looking at, say, $144 ahead, right, and you've got 85 people, if you take five people out of that budget, out of that guest list, sorry, that's $720. That is possibly your bridesmaids' dresses, depending on how many bridesmaids you have and how much you're spending on each dress. But, you know, you see what I'm saying? Like five guests, obviously, you want everyone, you want your nearest and dearest, your friend, family and friends to be there and celebrate with you on your day. But when you look at the amount of money that it costs to have them there, depending on who they are and how you know them, et cetera, et cetera, taking out guests is a really easy way to cut your guest list down. Again, if you have an 85-guest wedding and you take 10 guests away, that's nearly $1,500. That's $1,440 off your total for your food and beverage package, if that's, say, the average cost. So see what I mean? Like the more people you can cut your guest list down by, the more money you're going to have to spend on other things. So be realistic about your guest count. Does Uncle Johnny, who you haven't seen in about 10 years' time, really need to be invited? Do your cousins need to be invited? Does your high school friend need to be invited, someone you haven't talked to in 10 years? Uh, we'll cover guest lists and how to decide on guest lists and how to pick people and etc. etc. in a future episode uh, to help you with deciding who to, um, who to have on your guest list, whether you have a B list maybe, if certain people can't come, et cetera, et cetera. But yes, guests. Guests are a big, huge one. Another one is to consider an all-inclusive wedding venue. There are two different types of venues that you can book for your wedding. One is an all-inclusive and one is a DIY venue. So DIY obviously stands for do-it-yourself. It's usually an empty an empty space. It's an empty venue where there is nothing there, nothing is provided for you, and you have to bring every single thing in. So depending on the venue, um, this is also relevant for like a marquee wedding because marquees are generally a blank space venue and you can dress it up however you would like it that's dependent on where the marquee is obviously um, say like Matilda Bay Reserve that's definitely a DIY uh, but a marquee at say Lamont's that's part of Lamont's so Lamont's is the wrong um, example to use because they provide all the furniture but anyway yes a marquee venue a marquee would be considered a DIY venue. So. A DIY venue, you have to bring everything there. So if we're using the example of, say, Matilda Bay, there's no toilets there. So you have to bring in toilets. Um, It's grass. So do you want flooring? Do you want a dance floor? Um, Do you mind if your tables are uneven? You'll need tables. You'll need chairs. You'll need crockery, cutlery, glassware, catering. What does that look like? Food truck, like kitchen in a tent, like catering kitchen in a tent, Uh, bar cart, bar caravan. What does that look like and how much do you actually, one, need and how much do you have to provide? So DIY venue is usually four walls and a roof and you do the rest. So costs for these add up really quickly because you're bringing in literally the kitchen sink. Considering an all-inclusive venue, on the other hand, is a venue where everything is provided for you. You just need to show up, pick your menu, pick your drinks, et cetera, et cetera, And you just show up on the day and it's there. Your tables are there. Your chairs are there. You've got crockery. You've got cutlery. You've got a bar. You've got glassware. All your art provide provided. They've got a kitchen. They cook all the kitchen stuff. They cook all the food. Sorry. So that's an all-inclusive. Everything is there for you. And while a lot of people think DIY venues are a lot cheaper because you get to do what you want and you can make it look how you want, you will find that costs add up very, very fast and can usually surpass what the cost of an all-inclusive venue is. So that's a really big one to consider. And then with an all-inclusive venue, if you hold your ceremony and reception in the same venue or at the same place, that means everything that you would be provided with at your reception is already there. And you save money by reducing the need to transport things between the two venues. So, you know, if you're having an arbor and you have florals on your arbor and you want to reuse those florals, on, say your bar or on a table the head table or something like that at your reception they are already in the same venue they are in the same vicinity so basically it's all all it's going to be is someone needs to move those florals cut them down off the arbor and then put them on the table or something usually a wedding coordinator either of, from the venue or if you've got a wedding planner or on the day coordinator that's there that's going to take care of that for you that's what they do but see what I mean it cuts down Having to drive, I mean, as wedding planners or on-the-day coordinators, we would also do that if you had separate locations. Obviously, if you had an arbor and you wanted to add the thing, we would cut it down and take it in the car. But it just reduces the need for that situation and also reduces the number of venues required if you have multiple locations. So, so that's the difference between an all-inclusive venue and a DIY venue and how costs can add up fast in between the two and how they how they're different over the two. And then, obviously, sticking to your budget, stick to your non-negotiables. You've already decided on them. You've already prioritized them. You know what that—that's what you want. So, if you have picked good photography and good videography, then put your money into that. Don't get sidetracked by pretty little floral features down your aisles, or everyone needs a favor on their seat, or you know you need sparklers for your exit, or you need a wedding like a, an official wedding car a limo etc cetera, etc cetera. like stick to your non-negotiables and allocate your money accordingly and then you will stay focused because you are going to get overwhelmed and you are going to start to second guess your choices and decisions because that is what happens there are so many options there is so much noise when it comes to planning a wedding whether that's from it's usually from people around you wanting to know what you've done and then you talk about it more and you can start to second guess it by having these priorities they're going to keep you on track And they're going to make sure that you remember that this is what you wanted. This is what you consider most important for your day. And this is what you want to spend your money on. So those are my three tips for sticking to your budget. There's obviously so much more about budgets we could talk about how to pick this, how to do this, how to do that. Uh, So there might be some future episodes on budgets. But for now, I think these are like the two main points that I really just wanted to get across about wedding budgets and planning and things like that Um, and what you need to do first before you even start to contact vendors. If you take away just one thing from this episode today is that do not book any vendors before you have looked at your money situation. Because if you start to book vendors and you book two or three or four vendors and you allocate a certain amount of money to it, and then you finally sit down and look and decide that you've only got a certain amount of money to spend, those four vendors are most likely going to add up to most of your budget already, and it's going to be gone and there's going to be no money left for a celebrant or your dress or a suit or a car or whatever it is. But there will be something missing that you haven't already organized and there will not be any budget left for it; hence, you will overspend on your original budget. Make sure you're across your money situation in the early days, right before or right when you start planning your wedding. Obviously, don't do it the day after you get engaged. You want to enjoy that feeling of being in love and celebrating your you guys uh, being together and and committing to one another. And you know you're going to spend the rest of your lives together now. So obviously, don't do it straight away. But it is definitely a step that you need to do at the beginning. So I really hope that helps with you setting your wedding budget or helping you to establish it. If you have any questions, please slide into my DMs and ask. I will help you. All we want to do as wedding vendors, why I do what I do is I just want to help you plan the dream wedding day that you've always dreamed of, but to also do it affordably for you. To help you do it, I'll plan your dream day and spend only what you can afford to spend or only what you want to spend. None of this blowing out budgets or anything like that. I just want you to have a stress-free, overwhelm-free wedding planning experience. And while that's not always easy, I mean, it's definitely achievable, but while it's not always easy, little things that we do, that we can help you do, that you can do for yourself, will help reduce that stress and overwhelm. And wedding budgets are one of them. So I really hope today's episode about budgets helps with where you are in your wedding planning if you're at the beginning perfect start here if you're not and you're in the middle and you're thinking oh my god I'm I'm a bit lost slide into my dms ask me a question see how I can help I can definitely help and as mentioned before there is a wedding budget spreadsheet on my website It comes with a spreadsheet all the formulas are behind it so it can suggest percentages that you can use if you want to split your wedding by percentages etc it's like suggested so you definitely don't need to do it like that or you just wanna lay it out in one place so you can look it all over. You can put your uh, overall budget in the top and it will split it on how generally you should be spending it, etc. cetera. Um, but there's a guide that goes with it. That's on my website. I'll include it in the show notes. As I said, I think it's $20. It's one of templates that I send to my clients when they book in a session that they rate the most because it just helps to spell it all out and have help all have everything in one spot because you can also obviously put the details for all your vendors in there as well. So I'll drop that in the show notes. Uh, grab a copy if you want it. Slide into my DMs if you have any questions. And if you loved today's episode or you found it really helpful, please rate, review, and subscribe. I'd love you to leave me a review or s- take a screenshot and tag me in a- on Instagram and I will reshare it. Thanks so much for joining me today. I hope you uh, loved hearing about wedding budgets. Money isn't always fun to talk about, but hopefully, I spelt it out in a reasonable way and it was easy to understand and you loved it. So, have a great day. I will catch you next week. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode of the Dear Romance podcast. If you love this episode, hit subscribe so you know when our next episode drops. Or let's connect over on Insta. You'll find me at at underscore Dare romance. Don't forget to screenshot this episode and tag me in it. If you do have any wedding planning questions you'd love answered, send them through to me on Insta or click the link in the show notes below. Or join my Facebook group. You can ask your questions in there and we'll chat through all things weddings and planning after new episodes drop each week. Search for the Dear Romance Weddings group on Facebook now. The link is also below in the show notes. I'm so excited to have you here and be in your ears to help you plan the wedding of your dreams without the stress and overwhelm. I can't wait to chat with you really soon. See you next time.